Greetings in the name of Jesus. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to do something a bit different this morning for a message. Since Alana's leaving in about 10 days, we're going to give her a little bit of time to give a, a glimpse into her world and her life. And then I'm going to show a few pictures uh, in relation to some of the things Olive Branch is doing. And I kind of have a, a theme, if you will. And maybe just a couple thoughts before I get, uh, uh, give it to Alana to share. Jesus said that we are salt and light. And did you ever stop and think what a world would be like without light? And those of us that like salt, <laughs> what would it be like without salt? And there's several things salt does. Salt preserves. Salt uh, actually creates thirst. And if you think of the analogies to that, a salty Christian will, will create a thirst. And uh, uh, salt preserves, it cleanses, and so on. And another thought that I just like to just kind of uh, put in our minds is the idea of us being a living Bible. You know, there are people, I hope everybody here reads their Bible, okay? It's like, the, it's like, just like eating food. Job said, God's word is more necessary than food. That's what Job said. And maybe that's why he was such a man of integrity. There are people that do not read the Bible. Imagine that. And Paul tells the, I think it's the Corinthians, he says, you are living epistles, seen and read of all men. And, you know, I look, I look into your faces and I kind of get excited. <laughs> there, there's, throughout the next week, how many people are you going to see? And they're going to read the Bible because of you. That's how I understand the word. We are living epistles. We're living Bibles, seen and read of all men. That was uh, kind of vivid to me about a week ago. So it's no secret that a few of my boys really like to play disc golf, and sometimes I go along with them and try to keep up with them, and they throw it that far, and I throw it this far, and they get right through the trees, and I hit the tree, and so on and so on. But we went and played, uh, played at an at event, and... So at some of these events, they, they categorize all the old folks, you know, anybody over 50, you got kind of stuck in this category, and I think it's so we don't feel so bad. And so there was four of us playing in a round, and one of the four was pretty foul-mouthed. Were you ever on a job where there is just a foul-mouthed person, just cursing and swearing and something doesn't go right and it gets old and I'm never sure what to say I kind of have this philosophy that I'm always going to go mm, you know just kind of cringe a little bit and hopefully they see it well anyway then the conversation came up about oh it was supposed to rain but it's not raining and I said you know we can just praise the Lord for that after it was all done the end of the day one of the other old men <laughs> came to me and said, are you a believer? I said, yeah. And we had a nice chat about believer. We discovered that we're both pastors, and we were just having a grand time talking about the things of the Lord. And the 
foul-mouthed person who was swearing and saying all kinds of unnecessary things. He was, I could tell, he just kind of was listening in. And, and he was like maybe at least 10, 15 feet away. And he finally came over and looked at us both and he says, guys, I'm so sorry for the way I talked. <laughs> and I don't know how, you probably faced that too, right? Somebody says, oh, they swore, and then they looked at you, oh, sorry. And that's such a great, I, I love when that happens because you can say, oh, you will not answer to me. I am not your judge, but you will one day. So what's my point? Living epistles. Living Bibles, seen and read of all men. So we're going to take a little bit of a, a journey to Grenada. And then I have some pictures on, uh, on uh, Nicaragua and Cherry Creek and Grenada as well. And, and the goal is to encourage every one of us to not only pray for those that are out, but just realize that we have an incredible, just like those in Grenada and Nicaragua and Cherry Creek have an amazing opportunity to, to be Bibles to those that don't read or may, may not read the Bible, uh, it's just all around us to be uh, salt, light, living epistles. So I, with that, I'm going to turn it over to Alana to give some glimpses into her life. And I know we've often prayed for her, and I don't know if you remember uh, us saying she's got five rambunctious boys. Well, you will see. <laughs> I've definitely felt it and it meant a lot um, to me. And so this morning, I just want to give you a glimpse um, into my life. So first of all, um, that is my house that I live in. And I live with two housemates, um, Emily Martin and Elise Otto. And I've lived with them since I moved to Grenada. So that has been a blessing. And they'll be there next year as well. So I don't need to get new um, used to new people. So I am thankful for that. Um, our neighbor lady likes to, loves her plants and her fruits, and so our backyard is full of um, tropical flowers and fruits like I have up there. And that's the only picture I could find at the inside of my house with my students on it, so that's what inside of my house looks like. Not really, but just a little glimpse of that. Um, so last year, I taught third grade, and like my dad said, I had five rambunctious boys, and it was definitely um, a growing experience. I did have one girl as well, so I had six students. Um, it was a growing experience, and my patience got tested every minute of every day. Um, but looking back, I am very grateful for the opportunity that I had to teach them, even though some days it was very long and very tiring. And um, I would go to bed each day thinking that I just couldn't get up and do it again because I was just done. Like at the end of the day, I had nothing left. And then each morning, I would wake up, and God's grace was sufficient. And his mercies were new every morning, which I am very grateful for. Um, the next thing I have is, yeah, the next thing I have is a little video that I put together of just some highlights throughout the year. Um, the first video is just to give you an idea of maybe how they talk. They do speak English, but it's a very, um, I don't know how to say it. it yeah, it kind of sounds like English, but it might, it's confusing to a lot of people. So maybe that'll help you. It was one of my boys telling me a story. I just randomly recorded one time, and he started telling me a story about putting rubber and foil in a bomb and something. I don't even know what he's trying to say. But anyway, you can listen to that to get an idea of that. And then, yeah, it's just some other pictures.
just a glimpse. Um, videos are always easier, or I think it's better to understand than what I can say. So that was my past year. This coming year, I am going to be teaching grade three again. And if you remember the first year I was in Grenada, I taught grade one. And so my students from grade one will be in grade three. So the picture at the top is us in grade one. And this coming year, I will have them in grade three, which I'm excited about that because I'm doing the same grade again, the same students, and also it's only half the students. So um, I am excited for this coming year, and yeah, I covet your prayers, and that's all I have, and I just want to say again, thank you very much for your support and prayers. It really does mean a lot to me. So you got a little bit of a glimpse into those uh, five young boys and the one girl. And we had the privilege of spending some time in our classroom. And sometimes pictures and videos don't really capture at all. The pictures uh, are, I guess they say, worth a thousand words. So what I'm going to do now is just kind of just continue the theme, and I'm just what. what I put several uh, arrangements of pictures together, uh, giving glimpses of Olive Branch, and I want to uh, thank this brotherhood here for the support of Olive Branch. I do get the privilege of signing all the receipts that go back to the, the various churches, and there's one on my desk right now 
uh, from Waterworks Mennonite Church, so it means so much to have, have support. So I think it's sometimes to connect the dots to putting money in the offering and wondering what's happening out in the field. Sometimes a, a few pictures help connect the dots. And again, I want to emphasize that it, you do not have to be in, in uh, Grenada or Cherry Creek or South Dakota. Every one of us is called for a specific place at a specific time, and the reason is to be living epistles seen and read of all men. So I'm going to go through it real quickly, and then at the end I'm going to share a few verses, hopefully to encourage us to maybe consider our life and what we're doing with our life and invest our life wisely. So... Olive Branch Mennonite Missions is, uh, their vision and mission statement is to advance the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost world for God's glory. That's kind of the theme that drives us. And here's specifically what we're involved with. There's humanitarian aid uh, organizations like Christian Aid. Olive Branch specifically is is, uh, focusing on planting and establishing, equipping and encouraging churches. Here's the verse that is kind of our our theme verse for the year. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and a perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights. And that phrase there is shining as lights. Back to the salt and light concept. Just think of it. The world's getting dark. The world's very dark. And every one of us as Christians, when we go out, We're shining as lights. And that's what Paul told the Philippian church. So just uh, maybe just a a real brief history. In 1987 is when the work in Grenada started. That's actually when Olive Branch started, 1987. Uh, There are are three churches that are planted in Grenada. Two of them are still functioning under Olive Branch. One of them is indigenous and functioning on their own with a lot of interconnection with the three churches. In Nicaragua, there's currently two churches, uh, one in Lyon and one in Malpasio, and then there's a work in uh, South Dakota. Actually, I have those in not quite in order. 1987, Grenada. 1996 was South Dakota, and 2003 was Nicaragua. There was a few other works in, in between. that We were in Nigeria for a while, and then uh, there were a few local church plants like Lock Haven Church, and the church in York were, were uh, kind of started, or uh, Olive Branch was involved in, in, in starting, starting them. I'm going to first just go through a, quick, quick, uh, a few pictures of Nicaragua. And I'm curious, has anybody here traveled to Nicaragua? Okay, quite a few. Nice. So maybe you'll notice some of these uh, pictures. There's two, there's two churches, Malpasio and Leon. Malpasio is kind of in the... It's, it's a bit more of a, of a rural setting than, than Lyon, but there is the church family in Malpasio. There's the little church house, and there's the Lyon church family, and there's the church in the city of Lyon. And actually, I'll back up. The girls' apartment is up there. The church is over there, and they use this uh, area for a, for a school. There's a picture of church life. There's the small sanctuary. There's a picture of, it looks like a ladies' fellowship day or something like that. Lots of uh, interaction in church activities there. 
there's a few that, that were on staff that were avid in sewing, and that was kind of a big thing. Uh, ladies getting together for sewing. Uh, there is, some of you might know, Jason Oldhouse. He's kind of a permanent fixture. He's been there for forever and ever, it seems. No, about 20 years, I'm guessing. Uh, and he's just, he's actually getting married uh, here in October. He's posing there with Ricardo, he from Malpasillo, and this is very ironic. Have you, some of you have heard about Jungle Breezes, started a work in Guatemala. This little church in Malpasillo sent one of their members, Ricardo, to Jungle Breezes. He is now serving as a missionary down in, uh, in, in, in Guatemala with Jungle Breezes, so that's pretty uh, pretty neat part of the story. And there is Jason Schantz's wife, uh, Krista, with, uh, his, with uh, Ricardo's wife. There's uh, a, a picture of church youth. And there they're hiking. There they're playing volleyball, yard games. Uh, even spike ball made it down in Nicaragua. And there they're celebrating, uh, I think that is uh, New Year's Eve. And... Nicaragua Bible Institute's a big thing. Uh, you've probably heard of Pablo Yoder and Waslala. Uh, there's several churches there. there there's, there's far more Anabaptist churches in Nicaragua than, than just Olive Branch, but once a year they have a pretty big uh, Bible Institute, so that's what, what you're seeing there. That's the group from uh, the two churches that Olive Branch has. And there they're having a... Uh, sorry, there they're having a... Uh, a hymn sing or a choir. There, Brendan Martin, I don't know if you, if you would be familiar with him, he's uh, from Missouri, but he is currently the pastor at Lyon and he is teaching the children there. There's one of the young men from Nicaragua teaching as well. One of the young ladies, the, the youth in Nicaragua are very active in the church. And more pictures, more pictures. That is Heidi, Heidi Bauman with some children. I think that is a picture from a Bible school. Again, outside. More Bible school pictures. Community Youth Night. Uh, we got to stay with Nelson Garcetti. Nelson and Megan Garcetti uh, live at, the, at Mount Paseo, and he was talking about his vision for Community Youth Night, and it looks like he has that started. And again, another picture in their, in their backyard. Now, I just want you to notice that field there. When we were there in September, I think I got the workout of my life. <laughs> but three of us, that's Jason Schantz, Claire Long was along, and myself spent, I don't know how long, cutting that down with, uh, with, with machete. Get a, get a hold of a, a clump of grass and just it was hot and it was hard work, but it was great. I loved it. Ministry and daily life, just a couple snapshots. Back to our theme, living epistles. Seen and read of all men. There's Brendan. He's the pastor at Limes. He was a full-time firefighter before he went to Nicaragua. So I guess you don't get that out of your blood too easily. So he went into the Lyon uh, Fire Company and said, uh, I've bought a couple of fires, you know, can I help? And I went in with him 
to the fire company, and I was just amazed at the connections that, that he has in there. I don't know how he did this, but he was able to get a brand new, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's brand new. It's brand new for Nicaragua, but he has connections. And the United States Air Force actually delivered the truck to, Le to, to Leon. And if you caught one of the newsletters recently, on the front page it was uh, ministry through, through a firefighting, something like that. Anyway, a couple more pictures of that. Fresh fruit. There was a rainbow. There's, uh, there's ministry to a man that's, that's very, very ill. There is Phil and Wendy Bauman in their little, uh, I'm not sure what you call them, tricycle carts. It is so much fun. I did not get permission to do this, but here it goes. <laughs> it was so much fun driving it. I was, a, I was kind of a reckless driver, but we did, Joyce did trust me to go around the block. <laughs> And one thing, if you have a head-on collision, I guess uh, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> um, there, some of the youth are are picking up peanuts after the peanut harvest. It's just a cultural thing that anybody can go in the fields and just get all the peanuts they want. So there, the some of the youth and some of the uh, ladies are peanut harvesting. Uh, boiling springs there in Nicaragua. There's a lot of volcanic activity in, in Nicaragua. This is a classic. There's Jason Aldhouse. He has a chicken farm and he is, he, uh, his ingenuity, he literally, I should have a video of this one, but he, he rigged up a bicycle that he sits there and he just pedals his bike and a little conveyor comes in and all the eggs come in. It is, uh, it's just something to see. Uh, there's some more pictures of the youth. There's down, that's downtown Leon. And just a couple pictures of the Malpaseo staff. Uh, Nelson and Maggie, Megan Garcetti, and Jason Oldhouse in the center. And then Jason Schantz is the field director and pastor at Malpaseo. So then in the Leon area, that is uh, the Nathan Miller family, Brendan and Janessa Martin. And Alyssa Groff, actually, this is a little bit, a bit outdated. She just returned. She's, she's home now. And that is Heidi Bowman. So switching to Cherry Creek. Now, some of you, I'm curious, how many have been to Cherry Creek? Okay, probably a few more. So now we're going to South Dakota, Cheyenne River Indian Reservation. God opened this door in 1996. And I cannot emphasize that this is a very spiritually dark place. In fact, we were just at a commissioning service on Wednesday night. Jeff and Heather Horst uh, were commissioned to go to Nicaragua, as, and uh, Sheldon and Nell Byler are commissioned to go to Nicaragua. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say Nicaragua? Cherry Creek. So I'm very excited about adding two more families. And I tried to emphasize the fact that this is a very, very spiritually dark place. But... I'm excited because missionaries there are shining as lights in Cherry Creek. These are some of the things that they're involved with. They preach the word, teach the word. They have Bible studies. There's a Christian school there. Bible school is a big thing. And if you want to know more about that, ask Mike and Joel. They've faithfully headed that up for, for years. 
And there's a cheer bundle ministry, community interaction uh, through the tire shop, pop shop, coffee shop. Those are just some of the things that they're doing in Cherry Creek. And if you've been there, there it is. First of all, you drive and 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 you drive, and you drive right? For about 30, I could say that for 30 minutes or more. And then, boom, there it is. Come up over the hill. Welcome to Cherry Creek, South Dakota. And I, sometimes I wonder what it would look like if you could just, your eyes would be uh, open to all the spiritual forces. I wonder what you would see as you look over the, the horizon. But there's another beautiful picture. Actually, the, 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 it's, it's, it has incredible beauty as well. There's the Cherry Creek frozen over, I think. If I have it right, Cherry Creek's a tributary of the Cheyenne River. And I think there were cherry trees along this creek. Is that right? That's why it's called Cherry Creek. There were cherry trees along that entire river. Coming into Street View, that's what Cherry Creek looks like. And down that same road at the end is the Little White Church. And I'll be honest, when I think of this Little White Church, in the midst of all the darkness there, I get excited because every single Sunday... Even though it's a little small group, and they're probably discouraged, there's actually last week, Eugene Martin was there. He was the only staff there. So if you ever feel like you do a lot, of, <laughs> a lot he, he, I assume he led singing, I assume he taught Sunday school, I assume he preached the message and everything else that happened on a Sunday morning. But even though the group is little, the, the gospel message is, is being preached there. Inside, uh, that's Jeff Dieter, sharing on a Sunday morning, and on a cold winter day, that's the place to fellowship, right around the wood stove in the back. Oh, by the way, that is uh, Jeff and Shanna, and that is Eugene Martin, and Mike, you would probably know who that is, (laughs) maybe not, but he was there that Sunday morning that we were there. I was actually encouraged on the Sunday morning we were there. There was two men that uh, definitely had interests. One seemed to have a testimony. I think they may have been from Eagle Butte. But uh, anyway, la- ladies' Bible study, that's another way they share the word. That does not happen all year round. Uh, I think it's maybe on a Tuesday night. I'm not quite sure. But uh, I was surprised how many ladies come out for the ladies' Bible study. Into the classroom, some of you might know Nick Fox. There he is in his classroom with one of his uh, students. And just another picture of school. On the, on the right there is Carla Horst. She's the other teacher. And the other picture is one of their school uh, field trip activities. Vacation Bible School. I said a little bit about it, but uh, I think Mike and Joel, these pictures are compliments from, from them. But it's a pretty big deal. Once uh, once a year, they go out there and and have have a vacation Bible school. That's the 2022 team, so a bit outdated. And there, they're interacting with the children. Youth class in session. I think right there. And one of them, one of the classes on recess, and the other one, they're just interacting with some of the children. There's just a couple of random shots of, uh, of Bible school. Uh, Eagle Butte is in the afternoon. Cherry Creek is in the evenings. These pictures are from, from Eagle Butte. 
And for those of you that have interest, in the back there is the, the prison or the correctional facility. And that is, I'm hope there was a ministry there, I think at least once a week, and I don't think that is happening. That is once we get more help on the ground, I am hoping that some of those ministry outlets can be, again, reactivated. So another thing, the Christian, um, yeah, Christmas cheer bundles, I'm sure you heard that word. They send the cheer bundles to Cherry Creek. And then that's an old picture because you have Elmer Zimmerman and Randall Zimmerman on there. But it's such a classic picture. They're, they're, ta- they're using grocery carts to go out into the community to, to deliver them. Uh, there's a little pop shop there. Uh, good way for community interaction. There's a steady flow of people come through there. Coffee shop is, I think, on Friday nights but uh, we enjoyed that when we were out, just spending the night there. Uh, It's a lot more than coffee shop that happens. By the way, if you're into coffee and you get tired of playing five bucks at Starbucks, (laughs) head out to Cherry Creek and get good ones out there for 75 cents, a dollar, and they'll they'll blow Starbucks too. Had to say that. Uh, A lot of community interaction happens at coffee shop night. Children are playing different activities. And there's Eugene doing what he does best, fixing something. That's a, a, an old classic picture, but he does so well at what he does. And there's his little track rack right outside of his office. I wonder how many very meaningful conversations have happened in his tire shop. Uh, there's just the, the, the facility. Tire shop is on the right. Pop shop is right here, and the Cherry Creek School is over on the left. And there is Jeff Dieter having a chat with somebody, Joe Dupree, I think it is. So, and just a quick introduction of the staff in Cherry Creek. That's Jeff and Shanna Dieter, and Eugene Martin and Nick Fox, and Carla Horst and Kaya Snyder. Moving on to Grenada real quick. Grenada's down in the heart of the Caribbean. Beautiful beaches, points, lovely. Uh, from the rainforests, waterfalls. Literally, it's two worlds tucked in a small island. I had to go online for this picture. I, just, I was never there, but there, there's so many very beautiful resorts. But how many of you heard the, heard the name Kanai, Pastor Kanai? Okay, quite a few. Yep, that's where he grew up. That's the little village called the Coconut. So two worlds tucked in a small, small island. Uh, there is Miss Linthia preparing an oil down. And there's a, sh- a snapshot of the market at St. George's. Uh, there's just a picture of a zoomed in of, Gren- of Grenada, and if you're interested in the, the geography of it, the Limes Church is right here, the Labrie Church is right here, and if you go down to about right here, Redgate is the Laura Church. So you can see most of the most of our our ministry is in the southern part of the island. So just a few things that w- that uh, that they're doing in Grenada: preaching the word, crusades, Bible conferences, Bible studies, 
schools, children's ministry, community interaction, uh, just to name a few ways that they're shining as lights and being living epistles, living Bibles down there. So that's a picture of the Limes Church. Oh, let me ask this yet. How many of you have been to Grenada? Curious. Okay. So inside the Limes Church, that's the outside, there's, there is a, looks like they're having a baby dedication. And I think that's uh, Carlos leading out in a, a sword drill. Bible's up, say your reference, and the first person to find it stands up. And there is the church at Labrie with its iconic red roof. And then it's the, a picture inside the Labrie church as well. And then here is the Laura church. Uh, if you've ever been there, you know about, and if you've ever been to Laura, you know about that treacherous track, steep. When we have when I would live there and I have visitors come, I would say you should see that when it snows. And they're like, oh yeah, oh no, duh, it doesn't snow. Um, when we were there in December, we were there for a Sunday morning. It was so it was such a blessing to just be there years later and see the church still going. There is Pastor Conhai with his wife Andrea and Kellon and, and Annika. Uh, those are the two couples that uh, that primarily assume leadership of the church. Uh, there's a group picture of the staff that was there about a year ago. And uh, quickly, that's the Leonard Bauman family. They're from Canada. Jared and Cherie and Isaac Weaver, they actually leave tomorrow. And they're coming back to the States. And there's the three ladies from... from uh, Labory, and that's the family that lives at the Limes compound, Lamar and Grace Wurst, and Brett and Teresa Eberle, some of you know, may know him, actually went in the same class as Nate in high school, but they're there, he's there as the business, business administrator, and that's a little bit outdated, uh, Jolyn Good just returned a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if I, you remember I gave a prayer request for a young lady that came down with mono? Well, that's Cheyenne Miller right now, right there, and she is currently home in Virginia. And if you know anything about mono, it takes a long, long time to recover. So, and there's the Sammy and Jana Mapson family. He serves as past Lions pastor, school administrator, and principal. Just a tremendous gift to many aspects of ministry, and that is at Sammy's ordination. Uh, there's a closer-up picture of Conhai from Laura. I think Conhai had the message at his, at his ordination. So, gospel crusades, that's a big thing in Grenada. Just set up the sound system, set up a pulpit out in the street, and preach the word. It's just common. Driving down the road, you hear us preaching. It's just very common for churches to do it. So there's a few shots of... Uh, of various crusades that have happened. Sometimes they're one night, sometimes they're a weekend, sometimes they're one week long. I remember one time a church did about a month-long crusade when we lived there, but happens a lot. It's a wonderful when, when there is fruit from your ministry, and that was at a recent baptism where Sam, or I guess that's two, two different baptisms. That's, uh, oops, 
That is Sammy's two children and Lamar Horse, and that is a young man from Labrie. And you can see lots of folks along the beach that are wishing them well. Grenada Bible Institute happens every other year, just a picture of it, and we're planning to go down on December and be part of that. We were there in last December, and, and the, 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 this has been one of the highlights of, I think I can say one of, the, one of the highlights of my entire ministry in Grenada. They asked to do, they asked if we would do a marriage seminar, and the Laura Church hosted it. So there you can see the inside of the Laura Church. Uh, Pastor Conai was so uh, helpful and instrumental. There he is setting up tables uh, in, in preparation for it, but it was just a really neat thing. I think every invited couple came at least 90% both nights, and uh, at least every invited couple came at least once. I think I have that correct, but it was just uh, so good to see that, that interaction in, in Grenada. Like it is anywhere, uh, it's impossible to uh, give marriage the, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to use the word maintenance, but just encouragement, and I would say so much more in, in Grenada. There is Jared Weaver doing Boys Club, and that happens once a week. On Thursday nights, 10 to 20 boys show up. They start with games and they do a lot of teaching in the games, like good attitudes, and there's rewards for good behavior and so on, and a periodic uh, incentive for good behavior. And afterwards, then it's a Bible lesson, and there Jared is using their son, who was, what, about born about six weeks early, or fairly early, and has spent quite a bit of time in the hospital, and then he's using his son as an object lesson when we were there. That was really neat to see. Vacation Bible School. There's um, some more shots of school. This is one of my favorites right here. And uh, let me think. He'll be in your class this coming year, right? His name is Javi. And <laughs> you know, a lot of the discipline isn't loving discipline. And he obviously did something wrong. And he was sent to the principal's office. And he's just having a face-to-face -face chat with, some, with, with the principal. That was just a, that's a great, great picture. Uh, they really celebrate Independence Day. And it's a bright color day. Can't help but love it. Uh, there's a school day. I don't know if that was your class or not, Alana, but I thought, what boys don't do? Isn't that pretty neat? <laughs> what boys don't do on the beach. And the, that is a, a school program, and that's track and field day. There's just two pictures of all the staff at the, both schools. And that's various work, work projects they're doing. That is not a Home Depot delivery. That's when the board is bigger than the bus. Old Year's Night celebration. By the way, they don't say New Year's. They celebrate Old Year's Night. I have never quite figured that out, but... Uh, it's not New Year's Eve party, it's Old Year's Night Celebration. And just a couple of various pictures of, uh, of uh, community interaction. And I've got one more picture, and this is the last one. And it's more than just a picture. Here 
uh, school student is on a school trip. And if you've ever been to Grenada, you really should go up to Fort George. Look, the, the, the view is, you know, they say pictures are worth a thousand words, but yet pictures don't cut it. Pictures don't capture the beauty. Looking across Fort George, all across the harbor, into the mountains, it's so beautiful. So you're supposed to be standing there just looking at it and taking in all the beauty. And this young man will disclose, uh, or will close his identity. We'll call him Johnny. And he, just gazing out across this beautiful view, he's looking there, kind of staring, and he says to his teacher, he says, Miss, you look across, up on the top. You see that yellow building? That's the prison. Yes, I know that's the prison. Then he says, my father there. Oh, and his eyes kind of have a, a longing look. And, and he says, miss, my father, he hasn't been home for Christmas for two years. Now this year, my mother says, he's coming home, but I don't believe it. They said that for two years, I don't believe it. So, a little more silence. And he says, miss, and my mother have a next man now, but he not my father, he not my father, my father, I want, him to, I want him to come home. So, Miss Teacher could just stand beside him, all words ripped from her mouth, and there's about only two things to say, and maybe one thing to do arm around him. Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How can it be that eight-year-old boy standing in one of the most beautiful, beautiful, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful places in the world has to cope with such internal, internal strife. The beautiful sight, but the yellow building up on top of the hill numbs it all. But God, in his sovereignty, you, by the way, that's only one little story of a, billions of people in the world. They're, they live right next to you. They live right next to me. They're in our cities. They're around the world. But what's so exciting to me is that God, in his sovereignty, places you and places me at, you think about your last week. Think about it. Think about who you may have encountered. Think about you, whom you may have given a word of encouragement and you don't even know it. Just, just 
We're back to salt. We're back to light. We're back to living epistles, seen and read of all men. I'm telling you, it is uh, exciting. If, if we comprehend it, sometimes in the maze of it all, we forget it. And we forget that we're shining as lights. So, well, that's, if you want to, obmm.org, but I'm not, I'm not here to go through the website. Some of the best words that I have ever received, and I'd like to share, share with you as we wrap this up. It's really simple. It's one, two, three, four words. It's don't waste your life. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And you can. You can gain, well, men, men try to. If you gain, whatever Jesus meant, gain the whole world and lose his soul. There's a song, and I'm not going to sing it. In fact, I'm not sure if I really like it, because the implication of it can be wrong. But you know the song, Must I go in empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior so? Not one soul with which to greet him. It's, it gives, here's why I don't like it. It gives the impression that we come to Jesus and say, hey, I, look at all the souls I saved. That's why, I, eh. But the song was written about a man and his eight, elder in his... Uh, Late in life, he knew he was going home. And it dawned on him, what did I do with my life? And that's how, you know, did you ever feel like you wasted a day? Yeah, some of us do. A week? A month? A year? Well, it's one thing to waste a day, or a week, or a month, or a year. But don't waste your life. After this, I beheld, and I great, lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, people, tongues, and stood before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, palms in their hands, cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sits on the throne, and unto the Lamb. That scene is motivating because every ethnic group will be there. They will be. And we have the opportunity to be part of every single ethnic group uh, being there. You know what, I'm going to just omit going through here. Genesis 12, 1 to 3 is some of my driving forces of my own life, and I'm going to say it quickly. In, in, in essence, God told Abram, I will bless you, you will be a blessing, and because of that, all the earth shall be blessed. Last person, you know him? You got it. Babe Ruth. It would be fun to just rack off all the statistics about Babe Ruth. I mean, I... I studied Babe Ruth in preparation for this a couple weeks ago. I didn't know. He, I thought he was a home run king. He was not only a home run king, he was a pitcher king. His statistics are absolutely out of the world. I, it's beyond... That's how old I am, 53. By the way, he lived a life of debauchery. There's a backstory to his life that I wouldn't be fit to talk about over the pulpit. I read some of it. It's horrible. Here's what he said on his deathbed. A pastor went to visit him. He said, when I consider my life, I never got to first base. 
Babe Ruth. Don't waste your life. Instead, let your life be a life of uh, salt, light, living epistles seen and read of all men. Let's all stand for a closing prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for every person sitting in this room that is salt and light, and sometimes we don't even know it. Sometimes we're a Bible that somebody sees and re reads, and we have no clue that what they've seen or just read. Thank you for the opportunities that you placed in every one of our lives to be salt and light. Help us, Lord, to, to be an accurate version of your word. Father, give us power and strength and strength and grace. And now we also want to say thank you for the food that's prepared. It's a gift. It's a blessing. Bless it to our bodies. Give us strength to continue in your work and in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you have a chorus and consider yourself to